So, we gather again for the continuation of the Lila, Lila narrative. Was it time? Time, time? 10.50. Okay, we've got a little bit of time. So, uh, continue to till midnight. Shri Krishna Janamastami Kijai. Yeah. Aye. Come sit here. I want to feel your your heart. So we are discussing the Leela, Leela narrative and I would say a linear you know, version of that, if you will. The Leela is, of course, not linear and it is much, I want to say, more than what has been or can be represented in, in language, in literature. Um, but the descriptions, nonetheless, they have much power and they have much to do with what it's about. Hmm? So, as I said, when we were speaking this morning, it's a, it's a different kind of symbology. It's not like the flag and the nation. They really don't have anything to do with one another. The, uh, the Leela, even if it's, as it's manifest in, in literature, art, and so forth, these are expressions on the part of um, mystics, transcendentalists, who have experienced... That and now returning to this plane, try to, to put it in words, try to reason about it, try to um, uh, uh, showcase it in art. And, and when we see that, uh, that for the most part, their attempts are um, uh, through the mediums of, of poetry, for example, within language or, or music. Um, and art, which all of which uh, are vehicles for extending the the limits of the world, basically that's what we do in art and music and and uh, poetry and poetry. The moon can have wings and fly across the sky. Hmm. So it's a these are forms of expression that lend themselves. Um, more to trying the, the attempt to capture the ineffable hmm? and that which is beyond thought, the unknowable. It said, she who says she knows Brahman, he does not know Brahman. Hmm? He who says he does not know Brahman, she knows Brahman. Hmm? It's okay not to know. There's a certain measure of, in, of uncertainty within love that's desirable. As much as we're certain we want it, there's some measure of uncertainty. Not in a bad way, in that what will happen next? Where will it take me? Hmm? And thoughts go out the window. Hmm? Right? Love knows no reason. This is Vrindavan. Where reason is retired. It takes a little bit of reasoning in the beginning to get oriented in practice. 
but as the food, as the medicine becomes the food of the practice, hearing, chanting, Leela narratives, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that intelligence that's always investigating everything, testing it, whether I should go forward or not, it can be retired. Hmm. Rather than retired, it can be enlisted in, 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 as, as a servant of faith to assist and not be the deciding factor as to whether I should serve or not, but rather how I should serve best in any given situation. This is the spiritualization of intellect. Hmm. So, um, the narrative. We were giving, obviously, the, the, the storyline of the Bhagavatam. And that storyline of the Bhagavatam is, is, is kind of like an outline, if you will, or a, a table of contents to the book of life, and there's a page in the book on which your name and story is to be written, and you will write the story. Having hmm? been brought there, guided, given the pen, turn to the page, and you will write that hmm? in your meditation. When you understand properly the Sambandagyan, and you're on the, standing on the ground of, of such knowledge, and, and you are living then within the parameters of what constitutes rasa, then, then the creative, meditative mind, if you will, um, has, has a role. Under the influence of the Sarup Shakti, only desires will come for pleasing Krishna. Hmm? That's her, her influence. So the Leela, I want to say, we, we're, we, we're, we're describing it. It's... it's Basically, the narrative of the Bhagavatam, which has been uh, uh, embellished, if you will, by the Goswamis and their Lila Grantas, um, playing out what's between the lines in Vyasa's work and so forth, and with obviously with poetic license to try to bring out the feeling. The Bhagavatam in particular, amongst the different uh, Puranas, which, in, in which, uh, some of which the stories of Krishna are also found, it centers really on the feeling of the story, the emotion of the story, and tries to convey that to us and so forth. And the Goswami's works that much more. So you'll see some, what you might call, poetic license to bring out what is Vatsalya, a very prominent um, feeling, if you will, or spiritual sentiment relative to the day. This is the day of Krishna's birth. Vatsalya means the parental love. Hmm? Uh, and so it is with the other sentiments as well. So I'm giving another narrative based on the Bhagavat and the Goswami's Gruntas and so forth. And some new details may be there, some you may not be familiar with, or you might hear it a little differently, but the Leela is, 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 is such, plays itself out in newer and newer ways. Hmm? So, Parjanya, we're talking about now the grandfather of Krishna. Hmm? And Ugrasen, the leader of the, the, of, the, of the Adus in Mathura, he recognized the, the, the qualities of, of Parjanya, the Vaishya, the agriculturalist, and proclaimed him the chief of the cowherds. So the chiefs, the cowherds had a very good chieftain in Parjanya Maharaj, and 
Harjanya married, uh, was married to Varisi, whose name means purposeful, meaning. Hmm? So, cloud uh, uh, in conjunction with gave with uh, with the meaningful and meaning and purpose gave gave birth to something very meaningful and very purposeful. The center of purpose and, and meaning. Hmm? First, in the form of five sons. So. Parjanya Marsh had five sons, and he appropriately named them all with names derived from the verbal Sanskrit root Nanda. Nanda means bliss. So you have bliss, hmm? joy. Hmm? So you have the five sons of Parjanya. You have Abhinanda, Sananda, Nanda, Nandana, and one more, is that four or five? Uh, and one more. Mm, can't remember his name. All Nandas. Mm. So it was a joyful family, if you will. This is the, the family if, if, from which joy itself took, took birth. Mm. Uh, and amongst them, um, in due course, Prajana, um, uh, uh Sought to uh, enter into the uh, retired life. He was uh, uh, ideal in terms of ordinary dealings and also in pursuit of the of the spiritual. So at that time, as was the custom, he thought to give to pass the kingdom on to his eldest son. Hmm? Oh, it's Upananda, Abhinanda, Upananda, Sananda, Nandana, Ananda. So, Upananda was the oldest of the son, sons. And so, he, Parjanya called the cowherds and said, Now, you know, I will retire and hmm, uh, my wife and I will absorb ourselves in exclusive devotion to Narayan, hmm, as Pakavaishnavas, uh, setting a good example. And I pass the, the kingdom on to my oldest son, Upananda. Well, everybody's very happy with that in the kingdom. And Upananda accepted the, uh, the, uh, the, the crown, if you will, of the cowherds. And then he immediately called a meeting. And in the meeting, he announced that my first act as the chieftain of the cowherds will be to bestow the kingdom onto the middle son, Hmm? Nandan, Nanda, hmm? because he said, after all, I am just an Upananda, which means could mean a little Nanda. Hmm? This central son of the five, Nanda, was such that every, all the other brothers, completely agreed with the consensus. It was a joint consensus. There was no jealousy or envy. He shined such. Hmm? The whole community was um, overwhelmingly in favor of the, uh, the first act of Upananda, who then became the assistant of Nanda. Hmm? And Nanda Maharaj, in due course, was married to the, I think, daughter of Samukha, Jashoda. Jashoda. Hmm? You mentioned earlier that Meanwhile, parallel to this Leela in the 
pastoral uh, area of Vrindavan in the metropolitan area, the cousin brother or half brother of Nanda Maharaj was Vasudev. He was married to Devaki, and Krishna is famous in the Veda for being known as Devaki Nandan, Devaki Putra, the son of Devaki. Hmm? Yashoda means Yasho, Yasho means faith, Da means to give, so giver of faith, giver, excuse me, of, of fame, of fame. Hmm? So uh, the story is, of course, that Krishna is well known as the son of Devaki, born in the prison house of Kamsa. But the secret inner story of of, of Gaudiya Vedanta and the Braj Lila is that that actually he's that is, that is a partial manifestation of Krishna, the full face of Krishna, the full again form of the Godhead corresponds with the fullest love. Radha is the fullest embodiment of love, so the full manifestation of the Absolute is standing next to her, ultimately. That means in the Braj. So, there's different ways, of course, to look at this. Um, in the most, perhaps, substantial way is that we determine that Krishna is the son of Jashoda and Nanda more than he is the son of Vasudeva and Devaki. Hmm? You can do it philosophically and look at the grammar in the text and see the secret hidden meanings and, and so forth that, that actually say that Krishna was born of Jasoda and his partial manifestation of Devaki. But the idea that, that Krishna is more the son of Nanda and Yasoda than of Vasudeva and Devaki is, is, is supported more, I believe, just by the very law of affection itself. Hmm? You may have the experience sometimes in a community where a man has a son, but the son is rebellious and, and whatnot, and, uh, and, and while the neighbor's son is real nice, he always comes over and cuts the lawn and does everything, and then the neighbors start referring to the neighbor's son as that boy's son. Hmm? So affection rules. One of my students once said, and it was very interesting to hear, that, that I don't see these, these family ties. It seems like such an arbitrary basis for having a relationship. Because I'm born here, and we have the same blood or something. <laughs> it seems very arbitrary. The, the law, that really, the law of affection is, is, is really makes sense. Hmm? This determines relationships. So, so the affection of Jashoda for Krishna. Hmm? Krishna appeared in, 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 in Mathura, in, in the prison house of Kamsa, and he flashed his forearms, and Vasudeva and Devaki had to step back and offer prayers and so forth. We don't find that happening in Vrindavan. The prem, the love in Vrindavan is such that even if Krishna shows his majesty, and he does so to a greater degree in Vrindavan than anywhere else, which is an interesting point, it never, it doesn't have the power in any such instance to suppress the love and intimacy expressed in Vatsalya or in Sakya or in Madhurya. They look at it as some extra quality of Krishna. Hmm? 
Um, just like, for example, if, if you were the mother of a presidential candidate and the candidate was elected president and so forth, and he said, and I'd like to bring my mother out onto the stage and thank her, and she runs out and says, oh, Bob, no, it's Mr. President now, but that's just a secondary thing. You're my son. That's, that's the main thing. So the brudge love is like this. They see the majesty of Krishna, which is displayed in Vrindavan as some kind of, well, Narayan, God, works wonderful things through him, but really, he's just one of us. Hmm? This is the mine-ness, mine, these hours of praying. Hmm? So that intimacy can, can never be broken by a show of, of majesty, whereas outside of the circle of Braj, in the metropolitan leaders of Krishna, we find a difference. The love there where there is some intimacy, it's tempered by majesty and by knowledge, by a knowing of the godhood of Krishna. In Vrindavan, the knowing of his godhood and his power, as I said, it's required that it's suppressed in order that the intimacy may flow. Hmm? If we're sitting next to the infinite, uh, or God, then we might say, oh my God, <laughs> right? And have to step back. So in order for the finite to have intimacy with the infinite, the infinite has to take on a finite-like appearance. And that we call Leela, play, and Krishna plays very well. So uh, Krishna actually thinks, I'm the son of Vishoda. That's who I am. People refer to me as God. I've heard that. <laughs> Um, sometimes, yes, for them, but, but who I really am. That's why this whole Leela of Krishna and Vrindavan, it's, 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 it's frustrating for him in one sense in relation to the world because very few people are interested in it. People approach God for material things. They might, fewer people approach for mukti, for liberation. Some people approach him for worshipping him eternally. Oh, that puts him to sleep. Hmm? All those bells and lights and things like that. You know, where's the meal? Hmm? Something like that. I got to wait. He's got to chant all these mantras and procedures and so forth. And, hmm? Hmm. So, <laughs> who's interested in what makes Krishna tick? He says, "Oh, the 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 the, uh, the chastisement." Of my mother, hmm? when my mother chastises me, it satisfies me more than the Brahmins chanting the Vedic hymns. Hmm? That doesn't really turn me on. It doesn't do anything for me. Hmm? I mean, it's a fact. You can think of it yourself, uh, very practically. People in the world, oftentimes, there's a, there's a class of people, many of them, who want to be famous. In a sense, we all want to be recognized. Hmm? Right? Some people are very successful in being recognized. And then they, then they need a good pair of sunglasses. Right. Because it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. And it's better to be just one of the people and, 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 and not stand out in such a way that you can't get close to anybody. Hmm? Or everybody just approaching you because you got something and maybe they're going to get part of it. And then, so you, you got... So this is a problem. The God figure, if you will, is, is a problem. Krishna is the solution to the problem. 
He can get close to us. We can get close to him. This is Vrindavan. So, Nanda Maharaj married Jashoda. She is, by name, giver of fame. She gave the fame to Devaki. You can be known the world over and in the Rig Veda as the mother of Krishna. That's fine. Let them all celebrate it. But, but I'll, I'll raise them here in Vrindavan. Later at Kurukshetra, when Krishna came from Dwarka for this the big, like a world fair, Olympics type of, they built a city at Kurukshetra to observe some sacrifices. So the cow people from Vrindavan also came. Everyone was invited. Hmm? Krishna's in the palace. He's there, known there as God. Sometimes he shows himself with four arms, uh, riding on an elephant and so on and so forth. And so these coward people come with uh, covered wagons, drawn by bulls and stuff, and and uh, the guards say, "You got a ticket? Who are you? This is like Krishna's royal entourage here." Some and they, so so the word goes back. Some lady saying here she's your mother. You know, I mean, some crazy lady from you know is saying she's your uh, your mother. She wants to get in. You know. I mean, Krishna has another mother, Devaki, the father, Vasudev, he's got the wives, so many queens, and she's got a bunch of other people with her too. They won't take no for an answer. They want in. Krishna, let them in, bring them in immediately. Pave the road for them. I prostrate myself before them. What? Mother, Krishna's sitting with Devaki, Mother Yasoda shows up, and Devaki takes one look and says, you belong with her. Hmm? the measure of her love and affection. Devaki makes a testimony at that point hmm? that, that you are her mother hmm? more than I. She is, Dishoda, the wife of Nanda, the pinnacle, the full face of Vatsalya Rasa. She is so glorified in Bhagavatam in the Vatsalya Rasa center. It's said there, this is the Damodar Leela, where, where, where Mother Yasoda is fully playing out this motherhood, an essential element of which is sometimes you've got to chastise your kids. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And so the mischievous Krishna, of course, is stealing, breaking, stealing butter, milk from the neighbors, giving it to the monkeys. Um, and in the Dhammadar Leela in particular, he, he creates quite a bit of, of, of mischief and she has to capture him, tie him up. Hmm? She tries to chastise him. He runs. She, she captures him, and then she's afraid at that point that I've chased him, I've chastised him. Now maybe he's going to run away. Therefore, I better tie him up. Hmm? This is why she tied him up. So she took a ribbon from her hair, holding on to him, and tied him with a ribbon, or tried to, to the mortar. Hmm? But it was two inches too short. You know the story. Hmm? Meanwhile, the neighbor ladies who had been complaining in great bliss about Krishna coming over to our house and stealing the butter and milk from us, and Mother Yasoda was in denial and giving so many excuses and so forth. Couldn't be. Meanwhile, she came home and said, you know, all the neighbors are complaining, Nanda, about our son. What kind of cowherd are you? You can't keep good enough milk in our house that he has to go to other people's house to get milk. Hmm? This is, of course, the Dhammadar Leela. So Nanda gets special cows, puts them on special grasses. Hmm? And that milk was boiling on the stove. 
and Krishna put he sort of put Krishna down to attend to the milk on the stove, and he didn't like that. So, and the mischief and so forth, and then the tying, and then the ladies looking over. Do you see? And here, take this. Here's some rope. Here's some rope. All of them throwing rope in. Cowherds, they keep a lot of rope. It's just use, useful to hobble the cows at times. Hmm? Uh, especially the kickers during milking. So they, so she tied the one piece of string, rope to, to extend the ribbon, and each time it was two inches too short. A lot of philosophy here, of course. Obviously, Krishna is not getting fatter, <laughs> but still he's two, two inches too short, and the, the rope's two inches too short. He cannot be captured. Hmm? She makes effort... That is sadhana. Hmm? And he gives his mercy. Hmm? And that means he's allowed himself to be tied up by the ribbon in the end. Just the ribbon was enough, after all. Hmm? Very beautiful. Hmm? And in this section of Bhagavatam, this, it, it's, I'm hardly doing justice to it in the brief amount of time that we have, but the way in which it's been played out, especially by Jiva Goswami and his uh, Gopal Champu, which is basically a philosophical book called Ta- Krishna Sandarbha, rendered in, uh, again in poetry, telling the whole Leela, how he's brought out the, the, the motherly affection of Yasoda, and this showcase this Vatsali Rasa. It's very, very um, powerful, powerful, mm-hmm. as he has with the other Rasas as well. But there in Bhagavatam, the statement is made, the position of Mother Yasoda is very extraordinary. Not Brahma, Shiva, and uh, so many extraordinary people are mentioned have any access to this. What is her position? She's the, the pinnacle, the full face of Vatsali Rasa. It's said by Kavi Karnapur, another author in our lineage, that the, the reason for Krishna's appearance on earth, the avatar, the av- you have the avatari, the source of all avatars. Avatar means that aspect of divinity that descends into this world. What purpose does the source have to do, have, the avatari, the original, to, to, to descend? Hmm? It says the reason that Krishna appeared in the world is for the Janmashtami. What is the Janmashtami? It's the birth of Krishna. The idea being, what is motherhood without the birth? You see, in Goloka, there's no birth of Krishna. Hmm? So to fully give the full experience of Vatsalya Rasa to Yasoda, he had to have a lead. This is just one angle of vision to look at. He had to have a lead in which he actually took birth. Hmm? Some of you mothers may know when you woke up, kind of, I guess, and there he was. Wow. Or there she was, and what it did to your heart, and so what kind of impression that created that stay with you forever. Hmm? So... Yashoda, hmm? the actual mother of Krishna. Let the world and the Vedas think he's the son of Devaki. That's okay. I'm satisfied. Nobody believes. I'm not interested. But it goes on Hastinapur, Dwark, and all those places, as long as I can have him here in Vrindavan. And she raised him. Hmm? Nanda and Yashoda. Of course, at this point in our story, Krishna hasn't been born yet. Nanda has married Yashoda. Hmm? And the whole community is completely ecstatic with the decision of Upananda to pass the, the crown on to Nanda Maharaj. And there's, n- there's nothing, nothing lacking for them whatsoever. Hmm? 
I mean, the absolute perfect community. Everything is beyond what they could have imagined, except as time went on, there was a gnawing and overarching anxiety that came to completely uh, dominate this perfect community. Hmm? What is that? That as time went on, Nanda Nyasoda, aging in the context of the Leela, Hmm? had no son. The king doesn't have a son. The king doesn't have a son. The queen doesn't have a son. Hmm? And so they, there was, there was this kind of anxiety for the, who would, what would be the son of Nanda Maharaj and he would be the next king and so forth. And so this concern came to just totally consume the community. And the king and the queen, Nanda and Yashoda themselves, didn't know what to do about it. They, did, they, 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 they realized it was a concern. It was a concern for themselves, but they never talked about it. Hmm? And finally, Nanda Maharaj up and said, well, here's the problem as I see it. Hmm? Whenever I think of having a son, then I get this vision of a, of a son who is going to be so special it's going to be more beautiful than God. We, we are Vaishnavas. We worship Narayan. Hmm? But m- I get this vision that, that I could have a son to be more beautiful, more charming, more powerful, everything than Narayan. And I realize, that's crazy. I, I'm crazy. How can I enter into the act of conception with, with that in mind? And Mother Soda says, that's what happens to me too. Every time, every time I, I get this vision, I think I'm crazy. Hmm? How could I think that? So what to do? Hmm? Meanwhile, in the community, the same, the, this, this anxiety is, is building. What it is, is you have to understand, they're longing. They're, there's a longing that is central to the Vrindavan Leela and the Vrindavan experience. The whole experience is about a longing for union with Krishna. Hmm? A longing for union with Krishna. Tatralolyam apimolyam ekalam janmakoti sukhativir nalabdite. There's no way to go there except by longing for that. Hmm? Longing. This longing is is central to the sadhana. Therefore, Bhavdi Bidibhushan says in, in Gisgubindabhasha, amongst the liberated, the muktas, some have forms and some don't. Hmm? As a formless mukti, and there's mukti with form, where the mukti is about love, and love has a shape. Hmm? But what will determine whether you have a formless mukti or mukti that has a form that corresponds with your love? Well, the nature of the sadhana, hmm? nature of the practice, will determine the sadhya, the goal. What you practice becomes perfect. Therefore, he says, from the earliest point in sadhana, hmm, one should have fixed the ideal. And have some appropriate, to use the term of bhakti siddhanta, longing. First deserve, then desire. Hmm? In other words, you may desire to go to India, and you may come to me and say, I've given this example before, I want to go to India, Swami. I said, That's great, that's great. Sounds good. Well, I want to go, I want to talk about it. Well, have you got, uh, have you got a ticket? No. 
Have you got a visa? No. Have you got a passport? No. Have you got a job? No. So, okay, if you want to go to India, yeah, yeah, can you help me out? Yeah, get a job. No, I want to go to India. Yeah, get a job. No, you're not listening. I want to go to India. Yeah, I'm listening. Get a job. Hmm? So you can get some money, so that you can buy a passport, hmm? so that you get a visa, and you can buy a ticket, hmm? and then it will be meaningful to be looking at those, you know, those travel logs. Hmm? It's okay to look at them and want to go, but if you're just going to sit around all day and look at the travel logs and say, I want to go to India, it's not going to happen. You have to put your longing hmm, in perspective. Hmm? And so it is with sadhana. We should have a longing for that ideal, hmm? but not a longing that becomes inappropriate because it's, it, 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 it's not one that reveals the steps that are necessary. If you go to the mall and you, you want to go to room 108 and you see the sign and it says room 108 and it's up here. What else does it say on there? It says, and you are here. You have to know both. You are here and here's where you want to go and what are the steps and so forth. So, if you want to go to India, yeah, get a job. Mm-hmm. When you got a ticket... And in visa, then we can talk a little bit more about all the things that are there hmm? and what it's like. Hmm? But only if you go there will you get dysentery hmm? and say, I've actually gone. You can't get dysentery just by looking at the manual. Hmm? So <laughs> you understand. But, so you have to go there. It's beyond the manual, is the point. It's beyond the book. Nigranta api urukume. Such are the qualities of Krishna. They're beyond the book. But that doesn't mean there's no place for the book. Hmm? The ideal is given there. Hmm? Prabhupada was fond of saying, we should read the first nine cantos of the Bhagavatam, then look at the tenth canto where Krishna Lila is portrayed. But he translated the tenth canto first (laughs) in a form of this Krishna book. When asked about it, he said, yeah, you know, you have to give a little taste first. What's the ideal? Hmm? That's Rag Bhakti. Hmm? This, have this ideal in mind. I want to go to Vrindavan. I want to be a Brajpasi. I want to have a mother like Yashoda and Nanda, a grandfather like Parjanya Maharaj. I want to live in this place hmm? where there's only one anxiety, hmm? a longing hmm? for Krishna. The whole community is longing. Nanda, Yashoda, they're longing, but they're thinking... Our longing must, it seems unrealizable. The ideal is so high that it, it must be a fantasy. Hmm? And to think like that I might play with Krishna, with God as a friend, and wrestle into the ground and win sometime. What am I crazy? Is this a crazy idea? In Vaikuntha, they'll think, You're mad. That's God. You don't, you don't talk to him like that. Hmm? You fold your hand. This is what we do. Um. Hrim, Ram, all this, this uh, ritualistic language and so forth. Hmm. But is he real? Is he a real person? Hmm. My personhood, materially speaking, that's a false thing. It will come and go. Hmm. What about his personhood? How full is it? Hmm. This is Rasaraj Krishna, the full person, the full personality of Godhead. Hmm. 
capable of reciprocating in all ways, not just reverential love, but love and intimacy. This is the ideal of the Godi, is to catch this ideal. Hmm? That's very important. Hmm? This would be the center of your, your sadhana, your practice. I want to go there. Hmm? I want to say, I don't want to go to Vaikuntha. We give you an offer. Hey, it could be easier. You could just hop off in Vaikuntha and worship in awe and reverence. No, no, never. Hmm? This would be our high-mindedness. Mama, janmani, janmani, shure. This brings like this. Let me stay in this world if I can just do bhakti. When we, people want to know how many lifetimes will it take when you forget about that. Hmm? When you can say, I don't care about that. Then yeah, next lifetime. <laughs> that, li- that lifetime. Lifetime after that you will go. In other words, when you say like Mahaprabhu, I don't care about being freed from birth and death. It just has no consequence to me anymore. Hmm? I just want bhakti. Then asakti will come. From attachment to bhakti comes attachment to the object of bhakti. That's why ruchi has a stage where the, where the, where the medicine becomes food. The practice is specific. It's specific. It's the dawning, the beginning, in the stage of sadhana, of the form of your love. Hmm? The particular taste for bhakti has to be particular because it has a corresponding object that shows in the next stage, asakti, the object of love. Mahaprabhu said, Ainanda Tanuja, King Karam. I want to live in the house of Nanda. It means, I want to marry Krishna. That's what he's saying. I want to be the I want to be the betrothed to Krishna, and then the system custom was, and then the, 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 the girl would move into the house of the of the uh, of her husband. Hmm? I want to be a maid servant in the house of, of Nanda Maharaj. Hmm? Very nice. Hmm? So, Braj Bhakti, this is our ideal. And just in a, in, a, in, a, in a small but significant way, this is the. This is the, the, the real, very powerful driving force of the sadhana because, why? Another point here, very important, is that, as I said, Krishna is not interested, really, in people who, if you have everything, and people want a relationship with you because you have everything, that they might get something from you, I mean, okay, you know, it's not, you're not going to get very close to them. So if you want liberation from him, you want material things, you want liberation you want to live on the same planet with him, by Kuntha? Okay. Hmm? But if you want to know what he's about, hmm? in other words, what do you want? What are you about? What's, what's, uh, it, that's, that's very curious. Well, nobody asks me that. <laughs> very few people. This is what I'm about. But the, the Brajlila, these people, their bhakti, this gets to me. Hmm? So if we become interested in that, you see, you become very interested in us. You want that? You are interested in the example of the devotees who, instead of chanting the Vedas, chastise me, you naughty boy, and tie me up. Hmm? They, again, hmm? God needs sunglasses. That's Krishna. Hmm? He's hiding in Vrindavan. And there... 
they don't know that he's God and is more comfortable there. He's himself, Swayam. Hmm? Mother Yashoda, amongst the various tastes or sentiments of love in Vrindavan, she is the full face, the full embodiment of Vatsali Rasa. And with Nanda together, they acknowledged one another's longing for Krishna and the whole community's longing. What to do? So Mother Yasoda, smart, she said, well, first Nanda Mar says, so, you know, I have this desire for this son and the picture I get is of a son that's more beautiful than God and it's almost like offensive. I think I must be, a, you know, I've been a religious man my whole life. I've worshipped Narayan faithfully and so forth. Um, and here I'm thinking of a son that's more beautiful than God. Well, what's wrong with me? Hmm? How crazy am I? Hmm? She says, I, I feel the same way. What, what to do? I guess we should be renounce altogether. This is the problem with these material desires. It's impossible. You end up desiring the impossible. You always want more. You see? We just want more. We want a son. We want him to be better than God. You know? It's, haven't we heard this from the scriptures? This is the problem with material life. There's no end to wanting. The more you get, the more you want. So this is the, how, how crazy our, our life has become. How materialistic we are. Hmm? He's thinking. So we should be renounce. She says, yeah, that's a good idea. Hmm? Uh, but, and I thought like that too. He said, you did? Yes. But then, he said, yeah, me too. Then I go back the other way. That's, that picture of that son keeps coming, and I can't, I, I can't give, it, give it up. What, what can you do when you can't give up material desires? Hmm? Well, Mother Yisoda says, well, we should just, let's do a vow of rut and worship Narayan. Hmm? Let's really, like, commit ourselves, and we'll do a Dwadasi Vratta. Dwadasi is the twelfth day of the waning and the waxing moon, the day after Ekadasi. Hmm? So in the Puranas, Various Puranas, there is a description of the Dwadasi Vrat for each Dwadasi, each waning and waxing, twelfth day of the waning and the waxing moon every month. Different type of All the Vrats, all the vows, um, are Narayan, God-centered. Hmm? They all involve, more than anything else, chanting the name of God, Keshava in this month, Narayan in this month, this name in that month, and so on and so forth, and other various details. Hmm? Many of these Dwadasi Vratas are described in Hari Bhakti Vilas, drawing from the different Puranas and so forth. So it's a Vaishnav vow. So Madhya suggested this, and Nanatha, yes, it's a good idea. We'll just take shelter of Narayan. He's our God. What can be done? Hmm? Uh, so, so the point is now that what they, they committed to a vow. So every Dwadasi, for a year, they would observe the appropriate vow for Dwadasi, and that's pretty austere to do. They're already observing a codicy, which is the 11th day, and the proper observance of a codicy is, well, the strict form of it, I should say. I should say it's quite strict. Hmm? When we were kids, young, in, 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 in Prabhupada's mission, then the day before, like Janamastami, which is today, which you have to fast all day, we'd have a feast the night before. <laughs> Plenty of to eat, energetic young men and women, and so we make it through the next day, something like that. But that's not how you're supposed to observe technically. And the same with the codicy. The codicy is technically the 11th day that's the fasting 
from food and drink the whole day, and the fast begins the night before. Hmm? So once the afternoon comes, no more reading, and then the next day, and then all day hearing and chanting, and then staying up all night, hmm? hearing and chanting, then breaking the fast at a certain time in the morning. So it's just this very, very strict vow. You have to be very controlled to do this. They were already doing codicy. They, they were Vaishnavs. Now they were going to do a duodicy brata. So it, it also tells us this, that the figure in the Leela, the figures, the paradigmatic figures like Nanda, Yashoda, for example, of Batsali Rasa, what does it take to arrive at such a position? Of course, they're eternal associates of Krishna, but to develop Vatsalya Rasa, for example, oneself as a sadhaka, what, 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 what does it take? It means that everything that's there in Vrindavan that you can't see, hmm, per se, the, the fruits of austerities, vows, observance of the Varna Ashram, the Vaidhi Bhakti and so forth, hmm, all of that, in one sense, and more is there in the Braj Bhakti. So, this is an example. Suddenly, Nanda and Yashoda were just like ordinary people, cowherd people, showed themselves to be very controlled, like sense-controlled and able to perform a very austere vow that, that mystics and yogis hmm, take up, Right? They're able to do this with, 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 with ease to worship Narayan. Hmm? It, it's, it's saying that, that all these things are passed through. Hmm? The, 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 the experience of Braj Prem hmm? is, for example, they perfectly execute the Varnashram there as a, as a, as it's, it's a structure. It's really fueled and run by bhava, by feeling. Hmm? But and they are perfect vaidhi bhaktas. Hmm? Understand? He's a perfect, not a much a perfect devotee of Narayan, worshiping Narayan in awe and reverence. The only problem is, just like when you offer the food to the deity, sometimes your mind goes somewhere else. So does his mind. It goes to Krishna. Hmm? So, anyway, the idea is the fullness of the Vrindavan Leela. It, it, it contains whatever one can attain by any other spiritual practice, and more, and much more. Hmm? So, they performed, they agreed, okay, we have performed the Duodasi Brat for one year, and then by worshipping the Narayana, that way we'll get some direction. Are we crazy? Should we be renounced? Will our material desire go away? Or, is it possible to have the sun more beautiful than Narayana? No, no, we shouldn't think like that. But anyway, let's worship Narayan, and Narayan will somehow weigh in if we please him in this way, hmm? with our commitment, and so they commence to follow such a vrat. Hmm? And as the year proceeds, what they find is that their longing for that idea of a son just increases. Meanwhile, the longing of the community... Hmm? is increasing and increasing for Nanda Marsh and Yashoda to have a son. Hmm? So the whole community is steeped in this longing and Orion appears in the dream to Nanda and to Yashoda and says, I, I myself am coming. Hmm? 
Hmm? And that that son you you were thinking about, you could have that. Their their, their minds are blown. That hmm? that that ideal they had, Narayan. He, they think they think I should be renounced. Then again, let's worship Narayan. Maybe it's possible. He's God. He can do anything. Isn't it crazy though? Let's see. They're crazy. This is the point. There's a madness to their frame. They're thinking, Narayan is God, he can do anything. He could give us a son more beautiful than himself. It's possible. <laughs> this is the madness of their frame. Hmm? But Narayan says, yeah, it's possible. Hmm? And so what's happening, the point here is that the longing, an appropriate longing, you see, they were able to perform vratas, austerities, and so forth. They weren't ordinary people. Hmm? They had to become a mystic. Hmm? You know, to give up longing for other things and then and and surrender, so to speak, and then the longing in a positive sense for Krishna will come and develop and consume you. And we were saying earlier today with the longing of the saints in this world, we cannot live without Krishna any longer, that causes his descent. He's he's coming on that that basis. So the manifest presence of Krishna in Vrindavan, in the context of the unfolding of the Leela it's all driven by this by this longing. The whole community is longing. Pujapatridamarsh gave another another way of thinking about it once, speaking about the cyclical or, or cyclic cyclic uh, nature of the Leela. It, it goes around and round and occurs again and again and again. Hmm? And so he gave the example, well, Uddhava, Krishna had left, he went to Mathura. And the inhabitants of Vrindavan were devastated in his absence. And Krishna asked Mathura, or excuse me, Uddhava, to bring a message to the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Hmm? Uddhava was Shastravit, he knew all the scriptures, he went to give them some wisdom. You shouldn't lament, you know, for what, what can you do? This is the way life works. Providence sometimes brings us together and sometimes brings us apart. Anyway, he comes in on his chariot, parks it in front of Nandamaraj's house, and uh, the king and queen, and coming in with a message from Krishna in Mathura. And uh, he sees the condition of Nanda and Yashoda, and they're pathetic. Nanda, Yashoda is like in a catatonic condition, and Nanda looks like he's been haunted by a ghost. Just the absence of Krishna is absolutely devastating. I mean, Nandamaraj is particularly devastated because it was Nandamaraj who convinced Yashoda to let him go on the pretext that I'll bring him back after he goes and we pay the taxes to Kamsa and the wrestling matches performed. I, I promise I'll bring him back, but he came back empty-handed. Nanda came back empty How he felt at that time the whole Braj was counting on him, but the whole of Braj, when he returned, did not bear him the slightest grudge because they could see he was carrying the, their whole burden. He felt how every one of them felt hmm? in the absence of Krishna. And so they naturally felt compassion for him. Oh, he, he's feeling, each of us feels, he feels all of our pains in, in, in separation from Krishna. Hmm? And so they bore him no grudge. Hmm? But how he felt, that's another thing. And there he was, 
And Uddhava came across him. And he said, Nanda, he said, you shouldn't be depressed. <laughs> he said, you know, you're the, you're the father of Krishna. Now in Mathura, Krishna, as I've said before, he's, his godliness is more expressed. So Uddhava loves him in a way that, that allows him to understand that Krishna is God. So he thinks, my God, you're the father of God. I mean, that's pretty cool. You're the most fortunate person in the world. You, your son is Krishna. Nanda Maharaj looks at him and says, fortunate? You call me fortunate? Hmm? You call my son God, whatever you want. Call him, whatever. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he's more than God. Uh, it, you call me fortunate. But the fact is, he's not here. He left. How fortunate am I then? I have such a great son, but he's gone. The greater he is, if he's gone, the more is my misfortune. And so he turns his fortune, as Uddhava sees it, into a misfortune. And Uddhava's looking at like, what kind of people am I seeing here? What kind of, where am I? Hmm? These people, they don't know the Shastras, they don't know the Upanishads. They have this attraction for Krishna, and it's, it exceeds anything that's in the Upanishads. Should you be bring big yum? It's off the map. Hmm? What is the, where am I? What kind of place is this? What realm is this? Huh? What kind of love? Hmm? This is his experience. And so, Nanda Maharaj and Yasoda, Uddhava leaves, Nanda starts to talk to Yasoda and says, you know, Uddhava's here, he's talking about our son, and, and that we should be happy that we have a son, but we don't have a son. Hmm? Where is our son? You know, we should be happy because we have such a great son, but we're unhappy. Do we have a son? We don't have a Maybe we don't have a son. We should have a son. Let's have a son. Yes, we should have... And the leader starts over again like this. This is like if you say, you know, Ram, Ram, Mara, 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 turns into Ram, Ram, Ram. So, so this way, the point being what? The longing is making the Leela go round. Hmm? The intense longing is, is that by which Krishna uh, makes his appearance. How intense? It must be exclusive and, uh, and, and, and singular. He, he makes a statement in the Gita, right? Sarvadharman prutyaja. Mam ekam sharanam braja. There the word braja means come to me. It's a verb. Hmm? Give up the dharma, which, which means varnashram, which involves worshipping many different gods and goddesses. Give that all up. Ma may come. Me alone. Come to me. Pujapachitamar said. And when Krishna said that, Ma may come sharanam braja to Arjun. Although the word braj is a verb, hmm? and it says, come to me, the common meaning of the word which is what it's most you think of when you hear it, is the land of Braj, this place. Krishna was speaking to the Gita in, in another place, hmm? in Kurukshetra. But this is the end of the Gita when he said, Mame Kama Saranam Braja. Then Krishna's mind went to Braj, and at the end of the Bhagavad Gita, he couldn't say anything more. I'm done. I try to speak Upanishadic wisdom, but my heart is somewhere else, actually. 
I can't go on with it here. If you really read me carefully, what I've said in the Gita, it's, that's where I'm at. Find me there. Hmm? Go to Braj. Hmm? Long for that place. Hmm? So the longing and the whole community, and Narayan appears in the dream and says, it's happening. And at that time, with regard to the community, suddenly on the scene comes a mystic lady, hmm? Purnamasi, named after the full moon, along with a young lad, Madhu Mangal. And the inhabitants see her, and she, she's, Goswami has her dressed in saffron. Hmm? They say, Goodness, Madam, who are you in our village? Where have you come from? You look very special, like, like a sorcerer or something like that. Hmm? Like you might have mystical powers or something. Hmm? And who's that boy with you? She said, I'm Purnamasi. Hmm? And I never married. Hmm? And this is Madhu Mangal. He a, appears to be a student of Narada. Hmm? We always remain the same age by our powers. Hmm? We've come here for a special reason. What is the reason? Why have you come to our village? Why have you come to grace our village? And she laughs and says, hmm, I've come because of the glory of your village. What's the glory of our village? They're thinking, it's good, but the king doesn't have a son. Hmm? She says, I'm coming to your village because your king is about to have a son and what he will be like. And so they all, they believe her. Hmm? She has the power, you know, to, 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 to create faith in them. They believe her. And they say, Okay, let us build you a hut along the bank of the Krishna, which is another name for the Jamuna, because it means, in this context, dark, and the waters of the Jamuna are dark. She says, yes, you have spoken wisely. Hmm? You have spoken wisely. Build me a house next to the Krishna. Hmm? That, and that will be his name, the son of Nanda. So, wow, what was the experience of, the, of this this, these country bumpkins, you know, <laughs> mystic has come, and here they're totally consumed by this anxiety for the king and the queen and what will become of the kingdom, and now this news comes, and they put all their stock in her. They completely believe in her. Hmm? They're, they're wise to do, do so. This is Purnamasi. Purnamasi is the, is the, is the personification of the yoga maya, the, the, the personification of that power by which the Leela moves, hmm? follows Krishna like a shadow, anticipates his desire before it even manifests, and manifests that which is required to facilitate it. This is Yoga Maya. Hmm? Madhu Mangal. She says, Madhu Mangal uh, is a student of Narada. Of course, from the Bhagavad perspective, from the Gaudi perspective, hmm? Narada is a partial incarnation of Madhu Mangal. Hmm? Madhu Mangal is the original farcical Brahmana. Hmm? Na- Narada is a partial manifestation of that, in Vaidhi Bhakti. Hmm? Madhu Mangal is in Rag Bhakti. He's a Brahman. Um, you know, Brahmins are supposed to be the, the teachers and self-controlled and so forth and the objects of charity, hmm? because they teach and so forth. So, 
Madhumangal is like a Brahmin in name. <laughs> He's more interested in his in, in his his his, uh, his his belly and his, and his tongue. In the Leela, it's very comical uh, person. And 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 the fast friend of Krishna, and very involved in Krishna's intimate, romantic rendezvous and assisting him in that. He has no home, you see. Hmm? Nana, uh, Mongo has no home. So he's a constant, practically, sleepover hmm, at Krishna's house every night. Huh? When all the cowards come with the bugling of Balaram in the morning on his uh, buffalo horn, waking them all to come and wake Krishna. Hmm? And Krishna rises and appears in the balcony Holding the hand of, with his left hand, holding the hand of of, uh, of Madhu Mangal. He spent the night over here. He 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 lied under the covers so the mother Yasoda would think I was still there, while I went out the window and met with Radha. I just come back to catch a wink, and all the cowards are here to wake me up. This day starts again. Here we go. The Srup Shakti Bhakti is so prominent there that. God is fully animate, never sleeping. The other end of the spectrum, Mahavishnu, practically speaking, sleeping half of his life. Hmm. The more that there's bhakti, the more Bhagwan is the absolute is animated, moving. And the Braj Lila Krishna never there's no time for sleeping. Hmm. No time for sleeping. So Madhu Mangal is introduced into the Lila. Uh, Purnamasi introduced into the Leela and the Cowherd now community feels comforted. Their anxiety is, is relieved. Now they're longing, but it has a positive context. They know they're getting close. Their ideal will be realized. There's the dark night of the soul, so to speak, to go through. Hmm? And when you reach, kind of, we use another analogy, the top of the mountain. Uh, then you can see the valley of love on the other side, and it's all downhill from here. Hmm? If you want to climb, scale the mountain to get to the top, make sure you've got somebody above you with ropes who can hold on to you, because you're definitely going to slip sometimes. There's a learning curve. We call it anishta bhajana kriya. There's a, there's a learning curve. When you come to nishta, the winding road becomes straight, but it's not narrow. It's very broad. And rules become realizations, the implications of them become multi, every verse has multi, multi, multiple meanings and so forth. And, and so the deeper you go, the broader your mind will become. Hmm? The more uncertainty, so to speak, as you approach the unknowable and realize he's unknowable. But he's lovable. <laughs> uh, then the more, in the word spiritual life, it's not just somebody going to think it all out for you. Here it is, black and white. Now you don't have to think anymore. Hmm? No, it's full of full of full of gray, and at a certain point, but but at a point where there's no where there's no return, you reach the top of the mountain. Now at Nishta, you can you're not going to go back because it's all downhill from here. Hmm? So at any rate, their longing now is, it's happening. 
Krishna is going to appear as the point. So the town begins to prepare and celebrate and so on and so forth. Hmm. And, uh, and everything is responding. The seasons, the best of every season is manifesting at the time. Hmm. Best of spring, the best of winter, the best of fall, the best of the rainy season and so forth. And the autumn, and, and uh, yeah, it's five, what, six seasons. And then you, so all appearing at the same time. Everything cooperating. The whole place. These are just ways in which the, the, the poets have tried to take the world and and through it describe something that completely transcends it. Hmm? Package it all together and, and, and get some semblance of what it might be like. Hmm? The birth of Krishna. Hmm? And suddenly in rides a lady on a mare Hmm? and comes off the saddle and presents herself. Hmm? It is the other wife of Vasudev, Rohini, sent there by Vasudev, bearing in her womb a child. And so there's an immediate bond for a number of reasons between Rohini and Yashoda. Hmm? They're like kind of they're both uh, married to what half brothers or something like that so I don't know they're half in-laws or something but they're both pregnant also hmm? and so there's a natural bond between them and and the joy of the community knows no bounds and as time goes on I think it's like a long birth a long gestation hmm? Um, 14 months and with the coming of the Rohini constellation who is is depicted as a red bull and uh, presiding over agriculture uh, amongst other things Hmm? under this constellation then the brother of Krishna is born he celebrated this just a week past it happens 8 days earlier on the full moon Krishna's coming on the Astami eight days after the full moon, the waning of the full moon. First Balaram appears from Rohini. What is the joy of the community? Who is Balaram? The descriptions of his appearance are so extraordinary. To try to put it in words, what they've done there is, is incredible, but it just it doesn't do justice to it. And despite the fact that all of the good qualities of Balaram that are, are described his charm, his, his, his beauty, uh, and, and so on and so forth. There's one overarching problem with Balaram that, gets, that is so, so powerful that if it happened to your child, it would be very, well, very prominent. And that was that, that he was like, kind of like almost inert. Now, how can you have a beautiful child that's like inert? I mean, you can, but I mean, you think this is a problem. What are we going to, we have to take him to the doctor or something like that? But the fact of his, that, that was like incidental, such was his beauty. But what was this inertness about? This kind of like, it was almost like if he was born deaf, blind, and dumb, it'd be a pretty prominent aspect of his birth. 
but his beauty and charm was such that it, it, it that it that was almost lost hmm, in the picture. But it was something to attend to. Hmm. How would we deal with it? Well, what it turned out was it turned up was every time they took Mother Yasoda, who was like, well, a second mother to Balaram, right? So she would take the child, Balaram sometimes, and put the child on her lap. Hmm? Which means she would take Balaram and put her on her lap next to her stomach, inside her womb, uh, which was Krishna. And as soon as he rubbed up against the the stomach of Mother Yashoda, then he'd become alert hmm? and ready to serve. This is Balaram. Savior, Sevaka Bhagavan. Savior, Sevaka Ishwar. Hmm? Right? Hmm. Bhagavan served and Bhagavan as a servitor. Very peculiar, Balaram. Very peculiar. Hmm? Of all the forms of God, there's no form of God like Balaram. Hmm? Everyone has a consort. Who's, Krishna, who's Balaram's consort? In Vrindavan. Anangamanjari? No. That's his Shakti manifestation. She worships Krishna. She loves Krishna. <laughs> Balaram in Vrindavan. Hmm? He has no consort who's prominent, known. Yes, he has his own gopis. But the whole story of his having his own gopis is like just a side affair hmm? that's brought out in the context of his being sent by Krishna, later in the Leela, back to Vrindavan to pacify Krishna's gopis, which he does so perfectly that the white Balaram turns black, turns sham. Hmm? He so represented Krishna, like the guru represents Krishna, that never takes anything for himself. Whatever is given is passed to Krishna. This is Balaram. Hmm? The full face of Balaram is he's the best friend of Krishna. And and Gadopakari Svritidapriyanam as Nara told Krishna, the best friend, Upakari, is the one who reminds one of his beloved. That is the best friend. We think, well, what does Balaram have to do with Krishna's Madhurya Leela? He's not involved. Don't think like that for a minute. Hmm? Balaram is the Mariyada Purusha of, Balaram, of Krishna. He watches over Krishna as the elder brother, like a guru for Krishna. Mother Yasoda says, okay, Balaram, watch out for him now. Make sure he behaves himself. Hmm? And he does that. Hmm? Well, you wouldn't say, well, why doesn't he tell his report that Krishna's run off with the gopis? Hmm? He doesn't report that. Therefore, it can go on. Hmm? Don't think he doesn't know about it. He doesn't report it, but it means he, he's facilitating it. He has to facilitate it indirectly because if he's present as the older brother, then the possibility of intimacy between Radha and Krishna is diminished. If you're there with your, with your lover and his, and his brother, well, you know, he's real nice. You know, you know. Can we go somewhere else now? <laughs> so, so Balaram is purposely getting out of the way. And when he appears in the world as Nityananda Ram, how much he's prominent 
how much he started the whole sampradaya. Baja Goranga, Kaha Goranga, Laha Goranga, Namuri, Ejana Goranga, Baja Seyamar Prande. There was no Goswami's books written at that time. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself was teaching worship Krishna. Nityananda Prabhu said, Worship Gore. That's our will be our campaign. Chant the name of Gore. Give the teachings of Gore. Worship Gore. Anybody who does this, he said, they're purchased. I'm purchased by them. And people thought, I'd like to be purchased by him. Whoa. I'd like to be able to purchase him. That he he's who is he? He's just wearing his love on his on his sleeve, so to speak. Hmm? And he didn't cross his T's and dot his I's. He just blurted it out. Hmm? Begged, fell at the door of people, begged them, chant Hare Krishna. Hmm? Chant Gornam. Hmm? There's no one who brings more attention to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu than Nityananda Prabhu. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is about the dispensation of Madhurya Rasa. So in spite of his sakuras, he's focused trying to bring people to the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And as a side effect, sometimes we have we find devotees of Nityananda Ram hmm? in the Sampradaya. It's a beautiful thing. Hmm? So, Balaram. Hmm? Yeah, he has some gopi. Yeah, when he came back, he pacified Krishna's gopis, and then well, he had some rendezvous with other gopis at the request of Radha. You remember those gopis? When we were here, when you were younger, and we celebrated holy hmm, with Krishna, and some of the girls, they were attracted to you, but you were too young, both of you. At that time. Other coward boys were there, so it was a very innocent affair. Hmm. All this time, They've been waiting for you to return, so you should marry them. Hmm? Balaram's thinking, how can I do that? And Nandamara says, yes, you should marry those girls. So he marries them. Who are they? Nobody. It's Mariada. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur has commented. It's not, it's not even, it's not Ragmarg. Hmm? The Ragmarg Balaram, which is the full face of Balaram, that is the friend of Krishna. He is living only for seva to Krishna. Therefore it said, Bhaktabhiman se mul Balaram. Balaram is the mul, the root of the conceit, the abhiman of a devotee, that we think, I'm a devotee. This is rooted in Balaram. So you have a form of God that just personifies service to God in every way. There's, there's, there's no, he's like described as like when you weave a cloth, you know, you, I, I guess you, you weave like this and like this, so he's like both. He's like the whole, everything's covered by him. Hmm? Therefore, uh, even when he's not visibly present, he's present as the, as the, as the, as the, as the, as the, the ornaments of Krishna the seat of Krishna, the shoes of Krishna. Hmm? What are we saying in the morning? Paduka Parai Dware Describing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Um, rising in the morning. His on uh, the nature of his bed, his shoes, the umbrella over his head held—these are all 
indirect descriptions of Nityananda Prabhu. He's being brought into the, to the picture. Hmm? He's serving Krishna. means at Gore or Nityananda Prabhu, he's serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as umbrella, as a thread, as the shoes. It means on over the head, middle, underneath, hmm? from top to bottom. If you want to learn about how to serve, hmm? we have a good example in Dinanda Ram. So, Ram is born hmm? and born to serve Krishna. So, when he's taken on the lap of Malayasoda and Krishna kicks and he becomes alert. Hmm? And of course, then the Janamastami. Krishna is born in Vrindavan and the kettle drums are rolling and the celebrations are going on. Nanda Maharaj is at the time hmm, uh, sleeping. Krishna is born at midnight. Hmm? Mother Yashoda is had a dream and, in, and she, in the dream she saw the beautiful sun that she had envisioned entered into her heart. And she saw a girl completely envelop Krishna and enter into her womb. And then she passed out. Hmm? And she gave birth. Hmm? First to a daughter. If you read the secret language, understand the Bhagavatam, first, first to a daughter. Hmm? Then to a son. First the daughter. And meanwhile, what's happening? Krishna's partial expansion is appearing in the prison of Kamsa and Vasudeva is making his way across the Jamuna, carrying the child, thinking to protect him from Kamsa. I've hide him in the village with my cousin brother, Nanda Maharaj. And he arrives there, he sees the daughter, puts the son, takes the daughter, and the partial expansion of Krishna merges into Nanda Nanda and Krishna. Mother Yasoda wakes up and a son is born. Hmm? What was that girl that he saw, that she saw? What was this? This is a, another form, as Purnamasi is a form of Yoga Maya. Another form of Yoga Maya. Hmm? It means like a, like a shadow follows Krishna. This is the idea. Hmm? Making the arrangements for all this, which has transpired freeing from the prison, prison, making the guards go to sleep and so forth, enabling to cross the, 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 the Jamuna hmm, on a stormy night. Too. Hmm. So, by the internal potency, in other words, the Supshakti, Yogamaya, different names, all this Leela is transpiring. So, Krishna is born. Nanda Maharaj is asleep. Then in the morning he's milking cows and along comes one of the maid servants. And she's just overjoyed with the fact that the king has a son. And I'm here to tell him about it. And so she's, she bears some fruits uh, mixed with turmeric and so forth, which are signs which say, you've had a son. And then she tries to say the same thing, and her tongue gets tied, and she's just in such ecstasy. And now the Maharaj looks, and the coward men look, and... They realize what she wants to say, she's already said in sign language, and the son has been born in the Nandotsubha, then the day of Krishna's birth, which is coming here in a moment, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and the big festival. Hmm? 
that day Nanamura sees his son, and so the community, the Leela commences. Hmm? This is the Janamastami. This is one angle of vision. Hmm? Shri Krishna Janamastami, Mahamotsubhati ki jai, Gornitananda ki jai, Gornbhaktabhinda ki jai, Gornpremanande. Gornpremanande.